Hello and welcome to episode 81 of the Critical Twits Gaming Podcast, where today, in a break from tradition, but also a return to tradition, we're going to talk about video games. Cheer, Aaron. Woo! That was really lacklustre. It was, yeah. yes. Like my gameplay. <laughs> yeah, you are. You are mostly shit. <laughs> um, After that lovely theme tune composed by myself. Hooray yeah. for me! <laughs> well done! Um, yeah, we're going to talk about video games today. Who are you? I'm Aaron Ravinsky, I think. Who am I? Brian Ennis? Yes, that's who we are. <laughs> um, and yeah, welcome back to Critical Twits Gaming Podcast. We're going to have a bit of a chat about some video games, what we have been playing. Yeah. Now, those of you with... What's the, what's the sound equivalent of being eagle-eyed? Um, Bat-eared? Bat-eared, yeah, yeah. yeah. So those of you who are batted um, will have noticed that we haven't really been talking much about video games since uh, this time last year. Yeah, I think it's about that. We decided to double down and focus on the uh, the board gaming. Yeah, yeah. And the role play games. Yep. And Netrunner. Yep. And Malifaux. Yep. And all the other millions of things that we've, uh, we've talked about. <laughs> but... We do enjoy talking about video games. We do, yeah. We really enjoy playing video games. Yes, very much. And we've decided to uh, maybe in, in a bold move, maybe in a suicidal move, yeah. we're going to split our audience and, and just cover both again. Yeah. Because yeah. I think for me, I used to get to play video games and review them online. Yeah. Which kind of scratched that musty, desiccated itch for me. Yeah, yeah. I don't get to do that anymore. No. Um, I was uh, I was fired without warning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, the magazine I wrote for online decided not to do games and stuff anymore. Yeah. And that's cool. Yeah. I still read them. Yeah. Uh, mostly I look at the naughty pictures because Dirge is full of naughty pictures. <laughs> uh, and I like Dirge. Uh, I also like naughty pictures. Yeah. Um, they're all black it's- and white now. Okay, so it like, scratches that artistic itch yeah. as well as that dirty disagreement. It's like finding granddad's porn in a shoebox <laughs> in the garage, but also like digital. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Okay. Just thought I'd share that. Cool. Um, yeah, so um, really good. Um, if you like weird stuff or if you read Bizarre in the 90s, then yeah. go look at Dirge because uh, we love Dirge. Well, I love Dirge. Uh, I don't you know, I love you might well. be ambivalent. I don't know. Um, <laughs> But we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna talk about video games in a much more focused way than we are at the moment. Yeah, um, we've also we've kind of we kind of we want to focus. Well, I want to focus, and Aaron does what I tell him sometimes. Um, yeah. There's loads of video games out there. Yeah, loads. Triple A games, the really big, shiny, multi-million selling games. Yeah, don't most of them don't really do it for us anymore. No. Um, so we might talk about that to start with. Yeah. Um, and how, for a lot of the channel, we're going to focus on either something indie, yeah, so small small studios, self published, or indie studios that in indie publishers even yep. that kind of thing, or maybe some of the the weirder aspects or the slightly less mainstream big games, yeah, yeah, the ones that are going to sell a couple million copies, yeah, um, which is kind of what we did a little bit before. We 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 talked a lot about Dark Souls. Yeah. Dark Souls 1 was kind of like... Demon's Souls was like this weird kind of cult, weird, yeah. exclusive thing. Dark Souls started off like that and then got quite big. And then I'd say the other... From there, it became a AAA game. Yeah. Do you define a AAA game by how much it sells? 
it's more on how the we spent I budget think. yeah and the, the market impression like Dark yeah. Souls 3 had like a cafe in Tokyo where you could go and yeah. eat dumplings and drink Estus juice and shit like that yeah so yeah so we're going to talk about indie video games um, and we're going to talk about three games that we've played recently mm-hmm. we've played Stories Untold we played Tokyo 42 and we've played Mother Russia Bleeds mm. all what I would con- uh, consider indie games yeah all with a bit of a retro feel. Yeah. So that's kind of the theme of the episode, honest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just found that out now, talking about it. Yeah, well Didn't done. plan that in advance. Yeah. <laughs> um, and all of those are either on the channel. Yeah. So you could, we've got episodes of Stories Untold. We've got a Let's Play live Twitch thing we did of Mother Russia Bleeds. Yeah. Please ignore the first 25 minutes of episode one because I bollocked it up and didn't press the right button. <laughs> uh, and it's all a bit echoey and weird. But the rest of it's good. Yeah. yeah. There's some uh, top class banter. Yes. Yeah. As they would say in the parks, council estates yeah. and inner city schools yeah. of our fair country. There's also some half-assed voice acting in there as well. There's some. Uh, we, we were told on Twitch that our voice acting was very good. Yeah. Um, and I think tomorrow, maybe the day after. So if you're listening in the future and it's not release day, then it should be out. Um, we're going to talk about Tokyo 42. Mm-hmm. And then... I'm also going to waffle at Aaron for a bit about Persona 5, which Yay. I've been playing on Twitch yep. uh, live. So, yeah, so indie games then, Aaron. Let, let's talk a little bit about indie games. Because yes, I think yeah. that's going to be a focus on the channel alongside. We're not giving up any of the board game stuff. No, when I no, said no. we're going to diversify. I meant diversify, not kill and start again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, for indie <laughs> indie games, Aaron. Um, are you a yeah. fan of indie video games, independent games made by small studios published by three men and their dog? Yes, for the same reason, I am a big fan of the ball game scene. And the reason I enjoy going to the UK games is because you get to meet the people who made the game mm. and they're passionate and you get to meet the people who are actually involved with the creation. Yes, yes, um, they're much more accessible. It's not made by 147 Frenchmen in a yeah. studio in Montreal. Um, doing what, like, Colin did for a little bit as part of his master's degree, painting a tree in a corner for, for yes. a few hours, yeah. yeah. Um, we paid this guy for three years, he made seven trees. High yeah. five. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're a bit more accessible. So you get you get a little bit of that passion back into, the, into games again, I think. Yeah. So I think that's, that gets lost a little bit in AAA games because they have to do certain things to please their investors. Yeah. And they're willing to take more risks. Yes. Things are def- different. Definitely, yeah. I think a lot of the innovation that we get in video games mm. comes from the indie scene and people playing around, making something new, making something different. Yeah. And then it kind of gets assimilated, absorbed into yes. the mainstream. A bit like... Um, I always imagine video games as an industry. It's a bit like Hollywood. Mm-hmm. You have Hollywood blockbusters. These yep. are your AAA games. Mm-hmm. They are your Grand Theft Autos, your Call of Duty, yep. your FIFA. These are the ones that they come out regularly. They dominate people's thinking. And some people are quite happy with a diet of yeah. Hollywood things. Yeah. They only go to the cinema to watch the big stuff. Yeah, They will watch big you know the big movies they wouldn't I wouldn't consider those people like cinephiles no um, which is someone who likes to have sex with people who have committed sins Um, (laughs) so yeah I wouldn't consider them like fans of cinema they're people who enjoy movies and that's cool yeah but I think 
you know, someone say, I'm really into film. Yeah, I love I love movies. I mean, I'm really into um, Avengers. Yeah. And I really liked that that Batman film. And I, um, yeah, my favourite film ever is the first Independence Day. Yeah, You'd yeah. be like, your, your taste is shit, mate. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're just watching the mash, mash, mash? The match. Yeah, yeah. The math consumption things. Yes. Yeah. And that might make us slightly snobby. Don't know. Possibly a little bit. I mean, there's enjoyment to be had in those things as the reason why they work generally. I've, but Yeah, I've played so much FIFA. Yeah. And I've watched Jurassic Park a million times. <laughs> yeah. But for films, also for music, yeah, and especially for games, I like something a little bit different, a little bit off the beaten track, something that does something new. Yeah. Um, and so I think to really be into a medium, you need to be looking at the unusual things. Yeah. The odd bits of it the you know um the strange and unusual and that kind of thing. yeah the stuff that comments on the industry as a whole itself yeah that kind of thing as well so like gaming for <clears throat> instance going back to back to games in a bit more of a focused manner we had the the game the horror game kind of died as a triple a thing mm-hmm. it was yeah you can't make any you can't make any money with horror games people want to see things blowing up they want action they want fast-paced things so horror kind of went underground. Yes, yeah. And you ended up with games like Amnesia, The Dark Descent, mm-hmm. and Slenderman, and not Condemned, Outpost, Outlast, Outlast, Outlast. yeah, Outlast. <laughs> um, all these sorts of games that continued, and they had that kind of that first person, very immersive, you're very weak kind of feel. Yes. And the way that feeds back into the mainstream, they gain a bit of popularity and you end up with a new Resident Evil game mm-hmm. that they've spent millions and millions of dollars on and made a huge push and sold millions of units. Yeah. Essentially ripping those games off. Yeah. So I think it's interesting to look at those sorts of indie games. Yeah. And maybe see... You can almost maybe predict some of the the future of games. Yeah, where yeah. Where game, gaming might be going as a medium or to see some of the, the weird... It's okay, cuppy. <laughs> See some of the weirder stuff that's going on. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, talking about horror games then. Yeah, yeah. We played Stories Untold. Yeah. Now, Stories Untold is really weird. It is very odd. And I massively enjoyed it. How much did I enjoy that game, Aaron? What did I buy? You bought a poster for it. I did. I bought a poster. I haven't bought yeah. a poster since I was about 18. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's so a really nice poster. It's a really nice poster in a really cheap frame. <laughs> um, <laughs> because I had to buy the frame separately and I had yeah. to my money on the poster. Yeah, I liked it that much um, that I I bought the... It's, the poster for it is... It's done like a movie poster. Yeah. Um, and it looks really cool and I really like it. Um, so... Um, yeah, I, I I liked it that much. We played it together. Yes, we did. Yeah, you and me together, <laughs> playing <that>. games forever. <laughs> I, I've started singing on Twitch a lot. Have you? Yeah, and oh, I, I, was, I then started doing it in real life earlier today. Okay. Um, yeah. So so stories unco- untold. Anyway, it's a game by No Code, No Code Studios, uh, published by Devolver Digital, who are a name we'll probably return to. <laughs> yes, because um, they publish lots of things. Yes, they do. It's styled as a retro game. The very first, it's in four four parts, and I heartily recommend if you like the idea of a kind of retro style creepy horror game. Mm-hmm. Skip ahead or yeah. pause this. Go and play the demo. The demo is on Steam for free. Yeah, 
uh, and you can you can get a sense of it from that. So when we talk about this now, we might be a bit spoilery. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think the only way to sort of analyse something and turn something over is to is to discuss it. It is very story based. So it is. Yeah. So go and play it. <laughs> yeah, and then. And come, then come back, back and listen and then join in just yeah. give us your points of view on it and things like yeah, that yeah yeah let us, let us know what you think actually it'd be really good to see whether our thinking is aligned with anyone else's yeah because uh, quite often I worry that you know my brain's a bit weird and I'm just talking crap yeah yeah well it's yeah. the joy of the internet there'll be somebody else yeah. who also talks crap and wants to listen to it yeah I've been overtrained in analysis yeah yeah and therefore you know like like when you see these memes and it's like, ah, the curtains are blue. Your English teacher says that the curtains symbolise sadness. And the way that they shut things off sim- suggests how depression, the ultimate effect of sadness, can cut away the light <laughs> and leave you plunged into darkness. And it's like what the author really meant. There are some blue curtains. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I don't know. We, sometimes we may be guilty of, uh, of that. I don't know. Yeah, definitely. But I um, think this is a game made with artistic intent. Yes. Yes. So... It starts off as a text adventure where you've got a picture of... You're, you're, you've got like a first-person view of a an old text adventure on a screen. Yeah. It's really hard to explain. Yeah, you, you've got like this old CRT monitor and like an Acorn-based BBC computer. And an alarm clock and a desk and a door behind... Yeah. Um, not behind you, opposite you. And yeah, it's like you're sat in front of the computer and you're sat in front of a computer looking yeah. so that was weird it was that trippy was, to start with. yeah yeah definitely um, and it starts off yeah you type your commands in there's a nice satisfying like the old clicky keyboards yeah. I want an old clicky keyboard yeah, well I'm kind of like a, like a new clicky keyboard without yeah. like 35 years of dead skin yeah encrusted in the uh, in mm. the switches uh, a horror they don't em- emphasise at all in this no yeah. but a horror that is very real to us <laughs> yeah Hashtag first world problems. <laughs> yeah, and you start... So you, you start the game. You are playing this game and you, you type it in and things start to get a little bit weird and it kind of starts to break the barrier between what's happening on the screen, what's happening in the rest of it and, and what's going on. It's a very deeply psychological experience, I yes. think. If you're the kind of person that needs blood and gore and guts in your horror, you will be sorely disappointed. If yeah. you like me... You like kind of a slow creep, a sense of dread, a yeah. psychological horror. Yeah. Then you'll really, really like it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What did you think of Stories Untold then? I I really, really enjoyed it. It's one of those games where the interactions might seem limited to some. Yeah. If you're used to AAA games, you know, you're typing on a computer... Ultimately, is all you're doing, typing a few commands into a computer. Maybe Sometimes you some can stuff. like flick a button or do some yeah. other bits and pieces, and the game does open up slightly as it gets towards the yes. end, but not really in any hugely developed way. No, but that all helps you, because you're mimicking what you're doing on the actual computer, it helps you engage with the story and stuff like that, the world, really, that you're sitting in and engaged with. Yeah. Um, and it didn't go where I was expecting it to. No, it had some nice twists. Yeah. It's not... Each each story, because basically each episode is a story. Yeah. Um, as such, differs massively from the others. The yeah. core mechanics of typing something into a computer essentially stay there. Or flicking some buttons and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But everything else kind of twists each time. Yeah, it had that... It, it started to feel like one of those old anthology show, shows, like um, The Twilight Zone yeah. or that other one, What Roald Dahl Did. 
Tales of the Unexpected. It had that kind of feel to it. They felt separate. Yeah. But then there was a kind of merging as you go through and there's yeah. like links and echoes and, and that sort of thing. Leading yeah. up, the fourth episode is very much takes that and runs with it. Yeah, and, yeah. And the first three kind of feed into it. Yeah. It is quite a linear game. It's very story-based. There's not a lot of different things to do. No. Um, there doesn't seem to be much in the way of branching. There are a few achievements I didn't get, so mm-hmm. maybe there's bits we missed, but it seems to be a fair... You know, we'll get the thing. same story every time. Yeah. But I think that works in its favour. I think there's been a little bit too much focus on player choice in some of these games that it can lose some of the impact of the story you're trying to tell. Mm. Um, yeah, this is the thing. I mean, it almost felt like a, an, a slightly elaborate interactive visual novel. Yeah. In a way, but but far better than that would suggest. In yeah, the fact yeah. That, you're not just reading things on a screen as, as most visual novels are. Yeah, it, it's it's got bits that you do and you are doing things. And it, it was quite cool... There's one point where you're typing in codes. Yeah. So you're kind of mirroring what the character's doing. And yeah. then you're flicking back and forth. And you might be making notes. And, um, yeah, there's like puzzle elements and stuff in there. Yeah. Deciphering things. And yeah, puzzles to solve. Things to do. More so than... Uh, the stuff. I mean, it might be interesting to, to sort of go back and try and break it and see if there's other things you can do. Yeah, yeah. That maybe we didn't try and sort of explore it more, but... Well, we did a little bit in some of the episodes. The first and the last one particularly, Yeah, there were some moments of, okay, I know where this game is leading you, which is why it works so well. You know where it's going with some elements. Yeah. And you don't want to go there. Yeah, so that that's the thing. I mean, there's some bits that are almost maybe bordering on sort of cliche or, or such like, but it then does something afterwards again. Yeah. Yes. I said we'd spoil it, but we're, we're kind of hedging around that a little bit. Yeah, we're trying to, in case somebody's been listening to um, it for a little bit. I mean, we can break it into actual properly spoiling it if we want to. Yeah, well, there's there's only one thing that annoyed me about the game. I yeah. really enjoyed playing it. Um, I felt it was worth the... Oh, it was it was really cheap. It was 6 Yeah. In which case, yeah, it was, you know, it's well worth it. We got three or four hours out of it. I don't yeah. know if I'd play it again in a hurry. No, not necessarily. But again, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's short enough. It's almost like watching a movie or a miniseries. I probably would play it again at some point. Yeah. And probably try to play around with it. Yeah, yeah. I did feel tense. I did feel nervous. Yeah, definitely. It had that, that feel. Um, I, I really... Uh, if you listen to the first episode, you will hear me going, I need a wee, I need a wee. And I genuinely did really need to... Oh, I was scared of things happening and making me wet myself because it was making me genuinely look bad. <laughs> cool. So uh, for uh, more tales of Aaron's dodgy bladder, returns <laughs> us to Stories Untold, episode one. Yeah. Um, I didn't like the ending. Okay. Um, so this is true spoiler territory now. Yeah. yeah. The whole thing has been a hallucination for the main character who mm-hmm. has done something terrible. <laughs> He's, he, yeah, he's killed someone. Yeah. And he's been locked up in a mental asylum, and the first three episodes are him trying to come to terms with that kind of through therapy. Mm-hmm. And you get the intruding voices of his therapist, etc., etc. Yeah. Isn't the laziest cliche in writing and in stories, it was all a dream? Isn't that yeah. the laziest, most bullshit trick you can pull on anyone? I mean, I... I, I I remember Lost, the TV show. Yeah. I never watched the last series of Lost 
because I was a bit behind. It's very busy at the time. And then someone spoiled it for me. Mm-hmm. And spoiler alert for uh, something that finished like seven years ago, yeah, yeah. roughly. Um, it, it was all a dream. They were dead all along. Yeah. Yeah, it was crap. So I've never, I never bought this. I've got the first six series on DVD. Mm-hmm. Seven, six, what, up to the last series on DVD. Yeah. I've never gone back and watched them because it's ruined it. Yes, yeah, because it, all the stuff it introduces is pointless. What yeah. is that about? What is that about? Yeah. Now, Stories Untold is nowhere near as big. <laughs> no, and I don't think it does what like Lost did with going, oh, it could be this, oh, it could be this. When you look back yeah. and you go, oh, no, there is a reason that was that, and mm. you're looking at this, or this person said this to you, that all makes sense now, yeah. okay, it did fit. I think there could be pleasure in going back through and, and spotting the references and spotting the clues. Yeah. And going, ah, oh, that links to that, and that links to that, and that links to that. Yes. But for a, for a, for a while after playing it, I was like, oh, that was a bit, I don't know. I felt slightly tricked. Yeah, yeah. Like I'd got... I think the thing with that it was all a dream is that you invest in something mm-hmm. that then turns out that wasn't worth your investment, and that causes kind of a psychological backlash where you're like, well, fuck you for making me invest in something. Yeah, yeah. Because it was still about the same character and everything linked, I think it, it minimised that. Yes, yeah. But there was a bit of me that wished there was something else going on that wasn't so much of a cliché. Yeah, possibly. It did, but, it did feel like there should have been something more going on. Yeah, something that was just a little bit cleverer. Possibly, the yeah. technical term. Cleverer. Yeah. But while playing it, you know, I didn't, didn't quite see the twist coming, even though it's clichéd. Yeah. And... Looking back at it, I don't think we were completely blindsided. Again, there was little touches and hints as you go through looking through it. So it didn't yeah. it didn't grate too massively and it it did add a nice level of dread for that last episode. Yeah. Like I, I know what's coming because of the cliche, you know what this is and what's coming. I don't want this to be the case, I want it to be something else. And they yeah. kind of played with that a little yeah. bit, I think. I mean I I fin- when we finished it, I was like, That was really cool. It was only when I thought back on it yeah, like yeah. the next day and I was like, Oh, was it that good? And I've kind of gone around in circles a little bit. Yeah. Um but I think I think ultimately it was good. I liked it. For yeah. seven quid. Yeah, yeah, awesome. I, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I know what you mean, though. There is, it did do that cliched thing, and it yeah. didn't really play with that cliche, mm. considering how meta some of the other parts were. Yeah, yeah, it could have wanted more of a meta ending, an extra little something to yeah. go, haha. But it didn't really do that. Yeah, but again, that might be that over analytical element coming into things. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. Is sometimes you can think you can ruin something if you're enjoying, like if you're. You're going back to your Hollywood, Hollywood blockbuster. If you're yeah. sat there watching the Avengers, yeah, Superman, yeah. Uh, Spider-Man, whatever it is you're watching, and I pick picking on superheroes. Yeah, we've fine, talked yeah. about this before. Yeah, yeah. Like, is it, did we go into this in our Batman Arkham Asylum? Yeah, Arkham yeah, series did. even yeah. thing. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of superhero stuff. So yeah. I kind of hold them up as being like the pinnacle of shitness when it comes to Hollywood excess. Yeah. Um, and things that other people enjoy that I don't. Yeah, yeah. That makes me feel sad and yeah. like an outcast. Well, I mean, if you over if you overanalyze the um, the new Dark Knight trilogy for the Batman, it's really stuff, fascist. Yeah, it's really massively fascist, and you go, "Oh Jesus, I was rooting for something I really shouldn't have been." Yeah, my uh, my thing with Batman was Batman is a fascist. Yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And we agreed, and Colin disagreed. Yeah. And Colin probably politically is much closer to being a fascist yes. than we are. Yeah, yeah. 
maybe maybe we're so far left that anything anything slightly to the right of Jeremy Corbyn's beard seems like fascism (laughs) to us yeah possibly help help we're being oppressed (laughs) the free market is coming to get us I don't know um But yeah, it was. Uh, it's just. Uh, it was. It was. But yeah, I can. I can see what you mean. Like there was some clever writing in the rest of it. You were hoping. We now looking yeah. back and you go, actually, it could have been even cleverer if they wanted to. Yeah. A big twist is that it was all a dream. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But the way they did it was very well executed. Yeah, it was effective. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what else they do yeah, as yeah. a studio, um, and. Yeah, really enjoyed it mm. at the time. Yeah. And now, thinking back, having got over that kind of initial grumpiness. Yeah, yeah. So I heartily recommend Stories Untold. Yeah. Uh, if we haven't ruined it for you already <laughs> uh, by telling you what happens. So, that Stories Untold. You can watch us playing that on the channel. Yeah. It's very good. Um, and um, there were at least seven jokes. Yes, there were. At least. Yeah. I haven't edited the last episode yet, so there could be more in the last episode. Ooh. Another game we played then. Yep. Quite recently, uh, we did a first impressions video mm-hmm. of Tokyo 42, mm. uh, which again you can find on the channel. Yep. And I had a great time playing that with you. Yeah. I did not have a great time trying to record my own first impressions and failing <laughs> two times in a row, which is why normally for like a first impressions video, we haven't done a lot. Yeah, this yeah. is the second one we've done. <laughs> but the plan would be for both of us to have our initial impressions. Yeah. Whereas this was more me going, ha, ah, do a thing. Ah. Yeah. Actually, I think that maybe that changed it up a little bit and maybe gave it a different feel. Yeah, yeah. Right. But it was because I couldn't get my sodding computer to record it <laughs> um, without it going all jerky and horrible and messing yeah. around. So we ended up with a double laptop system. Yeah. So a little peek behind the curtain um, <laughs> at, at the lengths we go to to bring yeah. you... We're not just double monitor people, we're double computer people. Yes. Sorry, I've got us distracted. Massively, yeah. Massively. So Tokyo 42, then. Tokyo 42 is a game. <laughs> um, what we have played. Um, I really liked it while I was playing it. Yeah. And then I haven't played it since, and it's been a while. It's I, been a while. I'm not sure. Yeah? Yeah. So it's developed by Smack Games. Cool. Um, they're, they're, they're a bunch of people. Uh, published by Mode 7. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on the PS4 and the Xbox, but we played it on the PC. Yeah. I downloaded it on the Steam. Of course, because everything is. Because uh, that's what I do. It's a isometric mm-hmm. game, so sort of top-down, 45-degree angle kind of thing, yeah. with cutesy retro-style pixel art graphics in a kind of chibi cyberpunk thing. It's very yeah. cute, but also very cyberpunk at the same time. Yeah. Lots of pink yeah, neon blue and, and that kind of thing. Really like the aesthetic for it. It looks amazing. Yeah. And you play an assassin who goes around killing people because that's what they do. Yeah. And you're trying to prove that you didn't kill someone. Yeah. By killing other people, which is always good. I think you're trying to find the person who did do the killing so you can kill them. Yes. Yeah. Because you're screwed. It's You might as well jump in. Yeah. 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 You, you kind of double down on it. <clears throat> it's It's cute. It was interesting. Yeah. It was quite easy to control, apart from some issues with using the pad. That was one of my main issues. Okay, go, 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 Aaron. The controls... Okay. So you can see us playing this game on on, on the channel. you can see, and you'll probably hear me getting frustrated on a couple of moments, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, 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 there were a couple of little bits. Um, Um, You seem to take to it much better than me. In my two playthroughs, I I only just got as far as as you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
um, in like twice as much time um, because I really didn't get on with the twin stick stuff. But I felt yeah. that was me, not the game. Yeah, yeah, uh, possibly. I mean, I, I play a lot. Of tw- I played a lot of twin stick shooter type things. Yeah, I haven't played so much. We played yeah. Hell Divers a long, long time ago yes. on the channel with yeah. Colin running away. <laughs> Some of my favourite videos. Yeah, there. I love that. No one really watched them, no. but I enjoyed them. We edited those in Windows Movie Maker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Technology buff. So if you see that, just just imagine hundreds of hours of swearing <laughs> going on behind the scenes yeah yeah oh God, God. Whereas, I'm so glad we don't use it anymore whereas now we use the adobe suite yes. la da much better yeah so um, yeah so you said that you had issues with the controls yeah i mean gameplay wise mm. when you're doing these assassination targets you might have little like hitman does little uh sub levels to how you do it you know kill this guy over a grenade snipe him stab this person yeah but there's multiple ways of actually doing it you can sneak up on them you can kill them from a distance you can blow them up you can go in all guns blazing that's yes. nice which is good and i enjoyed that there's a certain platformer platformery element to it yeah um, yeah we jump in from building building parkouring but not because you just kind of leap and hope yeah leap and hope leap like a million feet into the air and then very gently float down, float down on a billow yeah. billowing cloud of your own gases um now some of or it rocket boots yeah secret rocket, rocket boots. boots yeah i didn't think of that game makes much more sense now yeah it does yeah cool. um rocket boots some of <laughs> <laughs> some of it could be due to the isometric view so you yeah. make some of these jumps it's hard to judge the perspective very well I tend so, to find that you can if you turn it yeah. you spin it all the way around you can find the, the view it's obviously got in mind for you to make the jump yes you find the plane that you're jumping across yeah um, which is a bit clunky but it it functions and it works yeah yeah because the whole game takes place really on the rooftops doesn't it yes yeah so you don't go into the buildings or you do you come back out you're kind of on the balconies and the rooftops yes and and that kind of thing like like miles up in the air yeah because there's clouds and stuff below you yes which you just disappear into if you fall off which i found on multiple occasions but as as you said the jumping is very floaty floaty lad a lot of the controls are very floaty Okay. I don't think they were precise enough. I don't think it was just the controller, but the actual controls themselves as an overall were precise enough to really fit with what they were going for. Mm -hmm. And I found that a bit frustrating um, because I can quite happily go, oh, I pressed this button and floundered and crashed and died because of that. That's fair enough. But if a control doesn't feel like it's responding to me properly, that that does aggravate me. Interesting. Um, And... I really enjoyed the playthrough we did of it. Yeah, like, yeah, it was it was cool. It was interesting. I really enjoyed editing that the other yeah. day. Yeah, because we, we, we were quite funny. Yay! If thanks. I do say so myself. Um, but I'm not entirely sure it would have gone anywhere else. I felt like what we'd done was it. It was going to be more versions of that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that would have kept my attention either. Yeah. I mean, we're, we are judging this game on the first two hours because, yeah. as I was going to say, I haven't gone back to it because I, I, I felt it was fairly responsive. Yeah, fair enough. Um, it reminded me of, I mean, I mentioned in the video, they've, they've aimed for that Syndicate meets GTA yes. 1 yeah. vibe. Yeah. It reminded me of those games in a certain way. Yeah, very um, much. You, so. you can go and cause a bit of mayhem. There's not as much scope for mayhem because you've not got vehicles flying yeah. around all over the place, like hijack a car, drive it into, off a cliff, yeah. and all this kind of stuff. You've not kind of got, like, the police there for you to walk up to a policeman and punch him in the face and see what happens that kind of stuff so had a kind of reduced element of doing that yeah there's mostly just people on rooftops from what 
yeah, what we've yeah. seen. Um, it just felt a little bit. It felt kind of slow, and it, it's secretly a stealth game. Yeah, where you're kind of very stealthily. It reminded me of Hitman. It had that feel in Hitman. I always felt kind of in control and smooth, kind of doing my stealth bits, and yeah. doing the thing. And Generally. then, as soon as I got discovered, I'd get murdered while I tried to work out how to not throw my gun on the floor yeah. and try and murder someone with a toothbrush. Yeah, don't put on the clown suit now, you tosser. Yes, yeah, yeah and you end up doing something c- completely different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why I've not really. I, I really like the idea of Hitman. Yeah, I occasionally buy a Hitman game yeah. and then play it for three hours and then stop playing. Yeah, um, and it felt like yeah, once once things kicked off, it was very deadly, very quick, but also kind of slow in that the bullets are moving very slow. But then there were millions of them and and you couldn't escape. Yeah, there was a nice bullet hell shooter element to that. Yeah, which you were very good at. It was diabolical. <laughs> Um, it had a kind of puzzle feel to it, and it was kind of like here's the mission. How are you going to get up there and do that? Yeah, without being seen. Yeah, but. It just felt a little bit sort of slow-paced and the humour was slightly off. Yeah. It, it, I could tell it was trying to make me laugh, but it didn't really make me laugh. No. And no. that's very subjective. It is, yeah, yeah. So maybe not the best thing to get into. No. But, but yeah. It was yeah. A bit, it was a bit odd. So it's the kind of game... I, I couldn't really give that a glowing recommendation. No, no, no. I, don't we, wrong... I enjoyed the bit we played and at the end yeah. of the video. We are like... We enjoyed that. We'd like to see what happens next. Yeah. But neither of us have bothered. Been engaged to do it, no. Like I said, I don't, I don't think it's a bad game by any measure mm. at all. It's, it's definitely a good game, but... Yeah. It, it lacked something. Yeah. It, there was something missing about it. But <clears throat> it cost £15. Yeah. Which could be a lot of money to you. For me, not so much. It's for me. Yeah, because your family is poor. Yes. Um, no, it's. Um, I mean, money. We've talked about money when it comes to board games and things before. Yeah. Because yeah. like, I've got the Dark Souls board game that cost a hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, video games aren't quite as stratified in that sense. Yeah. But, I mean, I've bought more than my fair share of 45, 40 to forty-five pound AAA games. Yeah. Day of release, I've been excited. I've been hyped. Mm-hmm. I've bought. Those games and got them home, played them, and been like, and only played them for three or four hours and yeah, then got bored. Yeah. Or in the case of some Call of Duty games, I've like played them for seven or eight hours and then completed them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or not a good return on your investment. Yeah. No, I think there was. Is it the the order? Eighteen eighty six. that had six hours of gameplay. And yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. It was it was, it was it was it was all right when I played it. I'm glad I didn't pay full price for it. Though. Yeah, you can buy that game for about seven shillings and sixpence. Yes, yeah, appropriately. Um, yeah, from your local Victorian street urchin. <laughs> <laughs> um, and again, these kind of price points are subjective. Yeah. So, fifteen pounds to Tokyo forty two might seem perfectly reasonable for a lot of people. Well done for bringing that back. Yeah, yeah. It's good. I knew there was it's a good. point to it, don't worry. Yeah. Um, it might seem perfectly reasonable to me. And it's not not anywhere near a unfair reasonable price value for the production values that have gone into it. Yeah. It's, it's worth that amount. Yeah. But if, like us, I play it for a couple of hours and they go, mm, yeah. you, you feel a bit... Because it only cost £15, I feel that it was a risk worth taking. And if mm-hmm. it wasn't that good, I got, got a few hours out of it, we had a laugh. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. For a 45, 40, £45 game. Yeah, yeah. Meh. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be irate at that point in time. Yeah. Whereas that is like 
okay, cool. I didn't quite get on with it, but I'm glad I spent the money on it. Yes. Yeah. So, I because, mean, I recently bought Prey. Yeah. But I only bought it because it was 30 quid. Mm-hmm. The price dropped fairly quickly. And I did exactly the same thing with Mass Effect Andromeda. I yes. only picked it up because it was down in It was down in price. Quid. Which, actually, if a game is still in that hype phase and the, the price is... Was it 20 quid? I've just... just Twig that. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was on it was on sale on the PS store sale thing, but it was twenty pounds. Twenty pounds is well worth what it is. Twenty quid but it came out through like yesterday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not literally yesterday. Yeah. But it didn't go down very well and it was buggy as fuck, which is the other problem with AAA games. They were happy to release buggy things mm. and slowly update them. Yeah. I'm not willing to pay forty, forty five pounds when it's broken. Tokyo yeah. forty two wasn't broken. No, no. Give it credit where it's due. I didn't get on with the controls fair enough. The only thing that was broken on it was that the up button was down and the down button was up when yeah. you were using the D-pad, but you didn't use that to move around. It didn't matter. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. a bit weird. But but yeah, there wasn't actual bugs in the game playing. Yeah. Now, something that £15 can do that, why can't the big AAA ones? Because they're bigger. Yeah. Because there's more moving parts and there's more going on. Yeah, they have and they to. have to make it look shiny as hell. Yep. Whereas, I think a lot of, a lot of glitches come from chasing that kind of like graphical per- perfection yeah, yeah. And, and entering that uncanny valley. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Tokyo 42 then was a bit lukewarm. <laughs> <laughs> so much so that we had to go off on a tangent because we couldn't really... Well, that, that tells you something, doesn't it? Yeah, it, just, yeah. it, it didn't engage, yeah. I think. And that's, again, that's a subjective thing, but it didn't quite yeah. catch our attention. Yeah. So the last, before we start maybe moving on to other bits, um, the last indie game that we played recently mm-hmm. um, it was in the it's, it might still be for a few a uh, couple weeks after this beginning of uh, August it was in the PlayStation 4 sale yep. the PlayStation summer sale or some other corporate bollocks mm-hmm. I do buy a lot of my indie games in the Steam sale or in the PlayStation sales and things like yeah. that because it's like I could spend three quid and try a thing yeah um, so that's quite good um, was Mother Russia Bleeds mm. now we're a big fan we're, we're a big fan we are big fans yes we are giant rotators of yeah yeah <laughs> fart into the microphone <laughs> <laughs> that's why we need fans um <laughs> um, yeah we, we we quite like we have played in the past um, on the channel some scro- side scrolling beat em ups yes Important part of my childhood, they were. Yeah, it's it's like a dead genre. Yes, um, like Streets of Rage. Yeah, was like me at eight. <laughs> I was Streets of Rage. Yeah, who got I, around picking up chicken off the floor yeah. and beating people with pipes? Cool. Yeah, I, I I attribute a lot of my complex relationship with masculinity, femininity, and gender norms to playing Blaze, <laughs> as well as a lot of my latent nymphomania <laughs> uh, to playing Blaze in Streets of Rage yeah, and yeah. jumping around and trying to pause the game so you could see her pants. Classy. Yeah. yeah. At the age of eight, not really knowing why I was doing it, yeah, but yeah. knowing that I wanted to You're do it. Oversexed child, Jesus. <laughs> what exactly is the right amount of sex for a child, Aaron? None. <laughs> Good answer. Um, so, <laughs> oh, I've kind of upset myself. Um, yeah. We also played the Simpsons arcade game. Yeah, which I, is something that you used to seek out in the arcades when we were kids. Yeah, um, and Golden Axe. Yeah, we haven't yeah. played Golden Axe on the channel. We were going to. Yeah, and never um, got around to it. I think. Or did we? <laughs> <laughs> we did. Yeah, we, we played Golden Axe on the channel and fucking forgot about it. <laughs> Jesus Christ! We also played Alien Storm. <laughs> yeah, 
Jesus, we, we did a lot of stuff back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> All so, edited yeah. on Windows fucking Movie Maker. This is why we stopped, actually. I think it would be good to go back to these things now that we've got a more efficient system. Yeah, yeah, because we can do uh, better editing with them. We can do more, yeah. Mother Russia Bleeds is a side-scrolling beat-em-up game. Yeah. You have some special moves. You have punching, kicking, weapons you can pick up, fighting. Yeah. All sorts of bits and pieces. It's about... Four hours long, I think it took us to complete it. Yes. Well, if we were better at the game, it would take less. We we played it on the channel. You can watch us play it. Um, it should be quite amusing. We did very silly voices. We did, yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed doing the silly voices. So did I, yeah. My favourite bit of the game. They hurt at times, but which, I enjoyed it. Which we did ourselves. I quite liked some of it, and yeah. I didn't like other bits of it. Yes. It was trying too hard to be edgy, mm-hmm. and it had a kind of... Adult themes in what a 16-year-old think is adult themes. There were yeah. lots of shit jokes, fart jokes. I mean, I, we're, we're ones to talk, yeah, mostly yeah. me. Um, some nudity yeah, and things like that, which were... <sighs> it felt a little bit punk and irreverent in places. Yeah. Like kind of thumbing your nose at authority. Yeah, yeah. But it also felt a little bit juvenile in places yes. as well. So I, I was kind of... I could take it or leave it, really. Yeah. Gameplay wise, it was good mm-hmm. up until it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there were bits I really enjoyed. Yeah, the fo- and there were bits that were fiddly as fuck. <laughs> yes, the fighting mechanics are, are lovely. Yeah, they they yeah. kind of the epitome of the best of Squad Squad and beat 'em ups. They work. The controls are nice and fluid and react fairly mm. quickly. There's a lovely healing mechanic in it, which really helps. Yeah, cost reward element to the game. You use your syringe to remove fluid from the brains of your defeated enemies and then inject it into yourself to power your special abilities. You have like a rage mode. Yeah. uh, Or to heal yourself or heal each other. Yeah. Yeah, it was was good. It's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. But there were bits of it where, like, there was a boss that you needed to kick into a meat grinder thing. Yeah. And that was an absolute pain in the backside. If you got hit by the meat grinder, it immediately killed you. Yes. Which is actually just a pain in the arse. Absolute pain. pain in the backside. There were there were a couple bits. If you watch, especially the second video, mm-hmm. you can, me, more than, more than you, getting very frustrated with the game. Yeah. Not because it's hard, right? People might comment and say, you know, you filthy casual, get good, you scrub. Yeah, yeah. I've completed all the Dark Souls games, apart from Dark Souls 3, because it's <laughs> shit, don't like it. <laughs> that might get me in trouble as well. Um, oh. Controversial opinions. <laughs> Hot takes. Um, no, I, I don't mind a, a difficult game that is fair. Yeah, it didn't yeah. feel fair, it felt fiddly and awkward, and I felt I was battling the controls a little bit, trying to get it to do yeah, what I wanted. Yeah, during those, that, that, that boss battle particularly, yeah. it's like, right, there's, there's two methods of attacks that you can do that do that. That is all you can yeah. do. Uh, it, it's also set in the 80s yeah hence why it kind of had that kind of hardcore punk kind mm-hmm. of feel to it yeah set in the 80s in Russia did the did the, the themes of the Cold War and the times and the, the fear of, of Russia and Moscow at that time did no. that come across no no, no, no. I could have said it anywhere it was like someone who's learnt about it for their GCSE history then making a game set in it yeah massively. without doing any secondary reading yeah yeah I just felt it was like it was like it could have been anywhere yeah it could have been set now in a tower block in London yeah in it, fact it may have been a better game for it yeah yeah because it, it didn't work with that at all yeah um, it could have been in any inner city area it I, could have been 
seventies New York, and yeah. you and you could have been the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. it's a great film. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's good. Uh, the game's really good as well. Warriors, um, <laughs> come, come out, out. <laughs> come out and play, yay! Yeah, uh, um, I. Uh, the inclusion where well, you're playing Roma gypsies essentially, as it turns out, you suddenly find out part way through. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I wasn't aware that I was playing a no, Roma gypsy until um, someone called me a gypsy. gypsy. And that all it seemed to be the inclusion of right, you're playing Roma gypsies, so we can throw the word gypsy in. Oh, look how edgy mm. we're being. Oh, we called you a gypsy because in those times it wasn't politically correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which it felt a little bit. It's like mm. I bet the sedulers would really get upset by me using the word gypsy. <laughs> <laughs> I always read SJW as sedua. Yeah, yeah. Because it, you know, it, it's, it, as ridiculous as the term is. Well, yeah, it adds an appropriate level of uh, gravitas <laughs> to the person that <laughs> has been a fucking dick and used that term yeah. as an insult. Yeah, yeah. screw you. Cool, Karen. Um, I'd like yeah, to be it's... a social justice bard, by the way. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like I inspire social justice. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I perform it, <laughs> um, and I feel like. I sing quite a bit, <laughs> and therefore I'd make a good social justice bar. Yeah. If you were a social justice character, what would what would you be? I feel I'd be like a bit more of a social justice mage, mostly sitting in a corner writing about it meticulously by myself, angrily. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. good. And then using what you've learnt to do social justice spells. Yes. Yeah. Colin is a social justice rogue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, in the sense that he doesn't believe in it, doesn't understand what it is, and will but seen, steal your money when you're not looking. Yeah. But he seems to accidentally be on the side of it at times. Yeah, it's confusingly. Weird. Yeah. Cool. Uh, but yeah, Sorry. it's, it's uh, harking back to that juvenile attitude towards yeah. it. It, just, it would just seem weird inclusions for the sake of being odd. Yeah, look at so, how edgy we are. Yeah. It's that, oh, we're random, aren't we? Uh, kind of thing. I did get edginess. random. I got them, try- yeah, I got yeah. them definitely trying hard, trying too hard to be edgy yeah. without there really being a point. They're a bit yeah, edgelordy. Yeah. 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 I mean, I enjoyed playing it. I'm not going to play it again ever. No. No. Um, I think it's well worth watching as a video, mostly yeah, for yeah. our outrageous overacting. Yeah. Um, and there were a couple bits where it genuinely surprised me, shocked me, and it wasn't like a, a terrible game. No, no, it's no. It's like a solid seven out of ten. Yeah. If you if you like side scrolling beat 'em ups, you you you'll enjoy it. As long as you ignore certain elements. It was nice to play a side scrolling beat 'em up that felt vaguely modern that I hadn't played before. Yeah. That was quite nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, the last. Side scrolling beat 'em up that I played that I really got into, you know, like a, a, a modern version was mm-hmm. Castle Crashers. Yeah, I like Castle Crashers. Yeah, I love Castle Crashers. Uh, it was really good. It had updated bits and pieces. There are a lot more systems in Castle Crashers. They brought in a lot of the RPG stuff and the leveling up and the choices and things yeah. like that and where you put your points and, and whatnot. And you had some custom. This didn't have any of that. It just no. had sucking fluid out of people's brains and yeah. that kind of stuff, which was cool. Is enough yeah, to yeah. make it slightly different. Yeah, yeah, um, but. It cost three pounds seventy. Yeah, which we had an evening's entertainment out of it. Yeah, well a few it. frustrating moments. Yeah, yeah. Um, but for three pounds seventy, I'm not that upset. It normally costs a tenner. Which uh, yeah, I, I'd I'd be I wouldn't have been happy with a tenner. It's quite good. Yeah, I think if maybe an easier difficulty and we could have just blasted through it and been less frustrated. That would have Possibly. been fine. Yeah, but it's not a game I'm going to come back and go. Let's play it on a harder difficulty. Yeah, or Whereas, let's play the horde arena mode. Yeah, yeah, there's a whole mode we didn't bother with because, nah, they yeah. don't really care. Yeah, there's nothing to it. So, you know, we're not here to just say these games are amazing all the time. No. We're, we're here to say it. But I think there's there's 
there's positives to all of those games. It was quite nice to just... The art of the couch co-op game, where you and your friends... Yes. Friend. Um, ...can sit and play a game together on the same screen. It's been lovely to see you coming back in indie stuff. Yes. Triple yeah. A doesn't do that anymore. I mean, was it Halo 4? No split-screen Halo? Yeah. We used to we used to buy pizzas and play split screen four player Halo. Yeah, yeah. Like till four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Used drinking to be... beer and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. And you can't do now. Is it might be that it taxes the system or, or whatever. I don't know, but yeah. there might be a reason for it. But you know, I, I miss that. Yeah. Uh, being able to sit with your mate and play through the campaign together on the same screen was really, yeah, really yeah. cool. Um, being it's, able... it's not the same doing it over the internet. Yeah, it's not. It's definitely not. Being able to sit with you out and just like try and bash through Streets of Rage. Yeah. How quickly can you do it? Can you do it on hard? Yeah. yeah. Can you stop punching each other in the face, please? Oh my God, oh my God, Colin, why are you punching me in the face? <laughs> uh, if you go and look at our Streets of Rage yeah, yeah. thing, the very last video when I finally get to play, I could have murdered him. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you've got... It's nice to see that. It's nice to see the indie game sphere keeping genres alive things like the point and click adventure mm-hmm. I love point and click adventures I yeah. played so many when I was younger and then you had like Grim Fandango one of the, the most critically acclaimed games of all time mm-hmm. and it sold seven and a half units yeah yeah and then it was like well you can't make those because you don't make loads of money back yeah and it kind of stayed alive in the indie sphere and then it's kind of come back and now you've got the modern versions of your Telltale games yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, it's nice to have a place where maybe, you know, old fogies like us can go and play updated, more modern versions of the games that we loved as as children. Yeah. As well as having that kind of that space to experiment. Yes, yeah. So, yeah. If there's any indie games you've played recently... Mm-hmm that you think are really really good mm. if there's any you think are really really bad but might be funny for us to play even better <laughs> yeah yeah I'm quite happy to try something uh, bad you've been playing is it Risen yes yeah deliberately because yeah. it's not got a very good reputation you thought yeah. it might be fun to play through it tongue in cheek yeah making fart jokes and uh, yeah essentially yeah yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's it hasn't been massively janky so far I thought it would be worse than it is but it's there's going to be something in it that's yeah. going to be amusing, yeah. Yeah. So, the other thing we've been doing recently, mm-hmm. video game-wise, it, well, I say we. Yeah, yeah, I have been playing Persona 5. Is it published by Atlas? I think so, yeah. Or is it just made by Atlas? It's made by somebody else. Atlas, made by someone else. Cool. Atlas are involved with the translation work when it comes over this side of things. Is it they're, Studio? They're tra- yes. Yeah. Don't they? Don't they have a website on the internet that's, uh, that's full of terrible people doing terrible things to each other? Yeah, it is. It's a side project. I mean, you've got to raise your funds somehow. Yes. Um, yeah. And everybody's got a bladder. Everybody's got a bladder. Is um, sounds like a Nintendo Party game. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So. I've never played a Persona game. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have played Persona 1, 2, 3, 4 nope. to understand it. They're all self-contained stories. Yes. A bit similar to picking up a Final Fantasy game. Yeah. yeah. In that it's, they've got similar mechanics, similar ideas. In this case, they're all set in the same world, but there's also like a fantasy world, and that's fairly similar uh, variations thereof. Yeah. Um, and it's a Japanese RPG, mm-hmm. Jerpka, as yeah. they say in the biz. Mm-hmm. And in this Jerpka, 
you play a high school student yep. who develops the ability to channel persona, mm-hmm. which are all based on sort of psychological theory, Jungian psychological theories yeah. of like the shadow and your roles that you take on within society. Yep. You have a band of friends and you gang together and you enter this alternate world projected by people's psyches mm-hmm. and you like beat stuff up and that. Yeah. Kind of trailed off a little bit there. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's you, you use these creatures for spells. Uh, elemental based spells or sleep spells it's very very traditional JRPG in that that kind of sense yes, of Japanese yeah. role if you've played Fantasy Star if you've played Final Fantasy if you've played Lost Odyssey if you've played other JRPGs yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you will kind of know the score yeah it's a hundred hour game yeah so of course I said that I was going to play the entire game on Twitch yeah because I'm an idiot yeah uh, so please, please watch some of it, or come and visit me uh, to make it make it worthwhile. Because um, it is a is a hefty game. I've played about nine hours at the time mm-hmm. of speaking, so what I talk about will only have spoilers for the beginning, <coughs> and it will only touch on part of the game. So it's not a definitive opinion. Mm-hmm. I will probably do a review at some point. Cool. Because if I'm going to play the thing for a hundred hours, then we need more content. That's <laughs> discussed earlier. Yes. Um, yeah, you have played Persona before. Yes, I've played Persona Four Golden. Golden, particularly. Um, is this one of these Japanese game things where there was like Persona Four Silver, Persona Four Golden, <laughs> Persona Four Hitachi Remix? Double Dare Cat Dog version. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of them is where you brought you. you controlling a uh, vibrator with the Hitachi wand um, and the gold version is where you're playing watch. Is that what Hitachi wand is? Yes, it is, yeah. Hitachi, though, are like a company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't just, like, they are, allowed they're porn they're, to bleed into my everyday they're conversation. They're like an electronics company, I think. Okay. It's it's not quite like it is with, like, Pokemon and stuff like that. The, go- the golden edition is just because it's, like, the extended cut. It's got some bits that were cut out for the PlayStation... Two release when it was originally okay. released, and it was re-released on the Vita. Ah, um, yes. With extra stuff. Cool. Was it good? Yeah. Sony Four good. Yes, I I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. I still haven't completed it because it's so big. But it is something I can... <laughs> don't say that. I said, <laughs> said I'd complete the dark. But I've got the attention span of a goldfish. Anyone, unless you've done a really good editing job, it's going to be very obvious to the people listening that my attention span is also. <laughs> oh, well, that moth, that moth's escaped. <laughs> yeah, um, but no, I mean, I think because it's on portable doesn't help as well. I tend to sort of, I can't play them for very long, so I play it for a little bit, put it down, forget I've got. I've got a Kindle that I do exactly the same thing with I I found it the other day and it was covered in dust and dead moths (laughs) but yes so you enjoyed Persona 4 very much so and why haven't you bought Persona 5 Aaron I've just not got round to it because I haven't got the time I don't think I've necessarily got the time to invest in it at the moment because I've got uh, another big game I'm playing the Mass Effect Andromeda I'm trying to complete but it is something I'm massively interested in I Although I don't necessarily think it's right, I really like Jungian psychology. Mm. It intrigues me a lot. It fascinates me. I like all the shadow aspects. It's of less bollocks than Freudian psychology. Yeah, because it was based on stuff he'd written down and not all based on um, Venetian women. I bought the game. Yeah. I've played nine hours of it. Yeah. All of which are on Twitch. Yeah. All of which are on our YouTube channel. Yeah. You can hear me talking <laughs> while I play the game. I, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. 
I'm also annoyed with it. Okay. Why? So, things I like about it. Yeah. It's quite dark. Yeah. So it's set in a Japanese high school. Mm-hmm. You play a kid who... You play a kid who... You play a kid who... A kid who? A kid who? <laughs> not an adult who. It's not a, a doctor. You play an unqualified who. <laughs> um, you, you play this kid who breaks up... There's a guy in the street kind of harassing a woman. Mm-hmm. Trying to get her to get in the car. Yeah. And you break up the fight. You knock the guy over. He's obviously important. He sues you. You get in trouble. Yeah. So you have to go to, from the, the country to Tokyo on probation, living away from your family... Above a coffee shop. And you're trying to... One of your objectives is, like, be a good student. (laughs) And you're trying to kind of turn your life around and and not get in any more trouble. But you've obviously got this kind of rebellious streak, which is where the personas come in. Mm. Um, You make a vow to the personas and and you vow the spirit of rebellion breaks thy chains and this kind of thing. Is that in the other one or...? Not exactly. They did it a little bit differently in... in, uh, You've come to stay with your uncle... In a prefecture out in the countryside because uh, your parents both went business. Okay. Um, but as a character, you're feeling a bit lost and left out and isolated. Yeah. Um, they seem to have used your character is able to use any of the personas. In yes. This one. Yeah. Yeah. My my character can, and then my friends have, when they get personas, they have a persona, yeah, and that's for their specific thing that they ones. Do. Yeah. Um, in yeah. Sony Four Golden, it's because. Sort of subtle nod to you as the player. Yeah. Is, is you don't necessarily have a fully formed psyche as such as the character. Okay. Because it's you playing somebody else. Because he's yeah. lost and he doesn't know who he they, is. They do. There's the a personas. Are, he's able to take them on board. Yeah. They learning. call him the Joker. He's the wild card. He can be anything mm. in this one. And it does. It calls it. It refers to it as a game. You're playing a game, but. Yeah. They, they talk about the be, becoming rehabilitated is a game. You have to follow the rules in order to fit back into society. Yeah. I like the idea of these characters discovering themselves because, yeah. you know, that's you're 16, 17. Yeah, yeah. You're at that age where you are trying to work out who you are and mm-hmm. you might try on different personalities. So you yes. might act in weird ways. You might take up a new hobby. You might do something different. You might yeah. try weird stuff or take risks that you won't later on in life because you're trying to work out who you are yeah. because you're you're having that kind of that break from your parents and you're trying to become an adult and, yeah. and who I, who am I man I don't know who I am <laughs> I don't know who I am anymore I don't know who you are either where am I who's who's whose legs are these um it's got that I find that quite interesting and yeah. it is quite dark mm. it, you, you nodded I mean Persona 4, what was dark about it? I'm intrigued okay. to see if there's any kind of tie-in. Right, um, you are. You realise you can do this, and you're able to travel at midnight at particular times through the TV into this other realm. Okay. That somebody else appears to be taking people in and torturing them. Okay. Um, they'll, and then killing them. Okay. At a particular time. Um so there's a level of darkness with that involved. The bit that really tweaks on how dark it was for me was the very first, well, not the first, first but the first proper dungeon slash palace. Oh, we've got to. palaces in this one, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's particularly a palace for this character. It's one of the um, female characters in there. Um, she's quite a reserved woman, um, plays a very traditional Japanese girl role. Okay. Uh, you know, quiet and meek and stuff like that. And she's trying to run the inn that her parents are too ill to run. So okay. she's, she's away her. from school a lot and she's doing this. Yeah. 
and it's it's hinted at as you're learning you're learning about her that she's not treated very well there. That a lot of foreign bit well, businessmen from around the country tend to come in and tend to grope her and harass her while yeah, she's at work yeah. and stuff like that. The shadow side of her persona is what you're competing against. Yeah. when you're in there, is an element of a small part of her psyche that likes that attention. Okay. Something she's struggling to deal with. Not that she likes being molested, but that she likes having that attention reaped on her when yeah. the rest of her doesn't like the attention. Okay, so she's got like a conflict. Going yeah, on. but yeah. it's a very psychosexual conflict. Very typically Jungian psychology stuff. But, yeah, yeah. Um, she's having this conflict with that, but it's, it's quite dark and yeah. she's having trouble dealing with that. But yeah. it, it manifests itself and they deal with it in a reasonable and respectable manner. Yeah. But yeah. it was dark. Yeah, there you go, kids. You're talking about. So yeah, this is ringing huge bells. So um, this will contain some light spoilers for the first ten hours of Persona Five, which mm-hmm. sounds like a lot, but it's not. No, no, no. I'm good. still getting taught mechanics. Yeah, yeah. I've only have had my first day. So before I go into that too much, the, the game is really weird. It has two halves to it. It mm-hmm. has the Japanese RPG where you go into these palaces and you fight monsters and you battle them in turn-based combat. Yep. And you explore and there's some stealth elements to it and, and such like. And then there is also, because you play a thief, and you're trying to steal things from the, these, these areas. It also has a lifestyle simulator where you have to study, or you might get a part-time job, or you have yeah. to decide which of your friends you're going to hang out yes. with. And all these things affect what you're doing in the other game. A job gives you more money to buy items to use. Yeah. Uh, hanging out with your friends strengthens your bond, which strengthens the personas. Yeah. And there's, there, there's links between the two. And I'm quite enjoying that in a way. Yeah. But the the plot, the very first palace in this then is you'll go into you go into the school. It doesn't use a TV. It uses a phone app. Okay. That just downloads onto the guy's phone. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you you enter the palace of Kamashida. Kamashida is the coach of mm-hmm. the school. He's um, an Olympic medalist. Mm-hmm. He's now a high school teacher. He's very handsome it looks like a stereotypical kind of latin lothario kind of guy yeah he's like hench as fuck yeah, yeah. Uh, my stomach hasn't got anything on his <laughs> and he um he you first meet him he's giving a girl a lift to school mm-hmm. and it's a little bit a little bit off yeah as you get into it everyone at school is like really into volleyball because he's a volleyball player. Right, yeah. And the school's volleyball team is like nationally ranked and there's a bit where they're kicking someone off of... There's a trip to a prestigious university and this guy can't go because they're taking one of the volleyball team instead even though the guy's grades are worse. Yeah, yeah. he's on the volleyball team. Right. So everyone's like really into volleyball. Yeah, yeah. And it, I, I get quite annoyed with it. You can hear on the thing. I like volleyball isn't that important. But obviously <laughs> it is to these kids. Yeah. Now, it turns out that Kamashida is an absolute prick. Okay. He's using um, corporal punishment. Mm-hmm. So if the kids don't train hard enough or they make mistakes, yep. they'll like throw volleyballs at them and hurt them. Nice. It's hinted that he's punched some of the kids. Yeah. Or like smacked them around. And then it quite explicitly tells you that he's blackmailing one of the girls for sex. Nice. And has threatened that if she doesn't have sex with him, he will kick her friend off of the volleyball team so she's Ooh. a starting player yeah. and she's very meek and very mild and it's kind of all she's got she's not very good at the other stuff at school yeah, yeah. she's really worried that if she doesn't like maintain her performance that you know bad things will happen and, and, and such like and the girl ends up 
the, the first girl, the, the blackmailed girl, said like says no, mm-hmm. she doesn't want to do that, um, and the other girl throws herself off the roof, right, and ends up in a coma. God, <laughs> yeah. So it's really quite dark. Yeah, yeah. Now, I wasn't expecting that at all. No, in any way, shape, or form. It's quite heavy shit. Yeah, and yeah. Um, I'm interested to see where it goes. And so it, it's touching on, and it, it's very much looking at a cultural thing. Um, of, I say it's a cultural thing. It's not really a cultural thing, but I don't know whether Japanese media is happier to talk about these things, or it's a bigger problem. But it's something I've noticed that like the pervy older man, mm-hmm. and like the Japanese sexual obsession with schoolgirls and yeah, things yeah. like that there's a there's an oddness there that there is to, to western audiences or, or my yeah. western eyes is it, slightly awkward even to a lot of japanese eyes now it's because mm. it's still legal over there to have yeah. sex with 13 year old girls that's, that's the age of consent there jesus ch- titty um, christ it's it's not quite adapted but culturally a lot of people obviously aren't accepting of that yeah but the elements, because we have yeah. them in our society, who would be more accepting yeah. of that are a bit more manifested, yeah. as I say. So, I mean, I, I remember I read the novel of Battle Royale, you know, mm-hmm. the, the basically the Hunger Games, the original version that was better. Yeah. Uh, it was originally a novel turned into a film. I read the novel in translation. And one of the, the characters in that, it, it's not really shown in the film, but she is a prostitute mm-hmm. because she has to be, she's got no money. Yeah, family's got no money, can't afford to send at school, can't yeah, buy yeah. her a uniform, and so she's prostituting herself. And I found that really uncomfortable. Yes, because like over here, that's like that would be a huge thing. But it was just kind of like yeah, it's what she does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. it's, yeah it's, it's, sad, it? it's a bit sad. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so it seems really critical of like this pervy older man. Yeah, and I'm finding that really interesting. But then the female character that's blackmailed joins your team and when she uncovers her persona she gets her um she gets her alternate kind of personality mm-hmm. not personality it, your characters are running around in this alternate reality and they look like themselves and then yeah. when they bond with their persona they take on aspects of that persona oh, okay. so they get a new costume they wear a mask yeah um and all the costumes are a bit kind of like leathery S&M spiky stuff yeah yeah her costume then is a red leather cat suit that shows you her cleavage and she runs around whipping people. <laughs> right. Now the game is criticizing old men being pervs. Yeah, yeah. As a an old man compared to them being twice their age, her then turning into that. And it, the game comments on it. Yeah. And she's like, "Why do I look like this?" And it's like she's quite repressed, I think, and it's trying to hint at that, but it's also very much inviting me to look at her ass and her cleavage. Yeah. And I'm like feeling this really weird disconnect between like maybe some of the messages in the game. Yeah. And, and what they're actually showing. Yeah. That's odd. It's really weird. That wasn't the case in in 4 at yeah. all. Like it would it would touch on these aspects and the characters would talk about things like that, but mm. You wouldn't have this direct hypocritical aspect to it. It feels hypocritical. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's odd. And I'm finding it quite difficult to... And it's it's a little thing, really. Yeah, yeah. But it, it is kind of... It's kind of putting me off. Yeah. I'm also finding that the Japanese RPG section, so you're going into the palaces and running around, is quite grindy. Yeah, it gives yeah. you like a, a window. And in this first palace, it's like you've got two weeks. Mm-hmm. 
to get into into this palace and steal the treasure at the end of it, which will sort out the problems via wibbly wobbly magic. Yeah, all cool. So you can visit the palace. That takes an evening. You can study. That will take up your evening. Yeah, you can't do both. If you want to get, make some lock picks, that takes up your evening. Right. So you then lose an evening doing that before yeah. you go in and you need to you need to kind of leave enough time to be able to do a final run and steal the treasure and get out yeah so there's like this this constant ticking down mm-hmm. now it's quite interesting because the game starts at the end with your character getting caught by the police okay and then it's told as like a, a series of flashbacks from your character being interrogated oh, right. so the countdown really fits with that yeah she's in this kind of slightly postmodern out of sync yeah. uh, thing it tells you right at the beginning one of your friends betrayed you yeah. so that's quite cool because yeah. you're second guessing these friends yeah, yeah. right from the very beginning which the character himself would not probably not have been doing yeah so it's quite interesting but because there's this clock ticking down I feel like this real sort of paralysed indecision I don't know what the optimum thing to do is I don't know what I should be doing mm-hmm. you can click a button and see what other people did on that day oh they've kept that yeah yeah which I really like because that yeah. kind of helped me yeah make some decisions but then you go in and it's like I've spent two nights going into this palace mm-hmm. and then you can talk about it and they're like I think we're just over halfway there and I'm like what how big is this place and like each run in the palace was like upwards of an hour and a half mm-hmm. so I spent three hours exploring this palace yeah yeah and I'm halfway through and it doesn't feel like I've made that much progress it feels like the game is going to be really 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 long mm-hmm. and then you, you've got to do that but then you're not advancing the story and you're not advancing the plot and then you do some of the story and the plot but then you're not you're not fighting the thing and I feel torn in different directions yeah and it's feeling slightly stressful to play as a result of it. Yes. And I feel like this pressure, um, in my last video, um, which isn't isn't up yet, uh, episode three, uh, Return to Pervert Castle, I've called it. <laughs> um, it's, I felt like I had to keep pushing in the RPG section, mm-hmm. trying to find the next save room. And then there's this, this enemy that can summon more of itself. Yeah. And I've run out of spell points, so I can't cast my spell. So I'm like reduced to hitting things. Mm-hmm. And I'm fighting four of these things. And they just keep summoning. And I just got really frustrated. I was like, I just want this to be over. I just want to yeah, get yeah. to the next bit or go back. I then triggered a little cutscene and loads more guards appeared. And I was like, right, I can't, I can't deal with that. I need to go back to the last save point. And it respawned all the guards in the palace. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I got really annoyed with it. And it really put me, you know... I might have had I not committed to this yeah. I probably would have put it away for a while because it, it was just a frustrating annoying experience have they not got the items that let you return to the entrance of the dungeon straight away not still? that I can see once you're Ooh. in a save room you can travel yeah, and yeah. you can just travel to the entrance yeah. so you unlock the save room you can travel back to the entrance and leave next yeah. time you start at the entrance you travel to the save room you skip out all the middle bit because you've worked out yeah. the route that's the right, way okay. they did yeah, yeah. it but it didn't seem like I could just okay. teleport back in, to the, the beginning in the last one there was an item it wasn't particularly cheap but you could at least keep a couple of them on you all time yeah. which you could use to get yourself back to the start to escape and then when you went back to it you could just go back to that point yeah um, or you could start from the stop bottom again and go back up if you wanted yeah. and that's that, that's cool I'm only nine hours in. Mm. It's a huge game. Maybe that's an item that turns up later. Yeah, potentially. It's also a bit weird because it's like I've got two... I've got three party members. Mm-hmm. I've got 
the guy who's looking after me at the coffee shop yeah. and I've got a doctor all of whom I can have like these relationships with yeah. and it's like well who do I spend time with mm-hmm. what's the optimum thing yeah I don't know yeah there's loads of stuff to buy there's like big chunks of Japan that you can there's like shop there's a shopping mall and there's a street full of shops mm-hmm. and there's the school that you can walk around and talk to people and do things in and it's mm. like it's just it just feels almost slightly overwhelming and slightly too big and like I'm I don't like that ticking clock going what are you going to do what are you going to do you've got to do the thing because it's like but I want to do but I don't know if I should do and yeah, I don't know yeah. and, it, and I, I'm finding it a little bit hard to sort of drown myself in and find out what I should be doing yes yeah that that was I don't know if it's Delib- I feel it feels deliberate, at least in the, la- in the last one. I suppose that pressure you've got as a, particularly as a Japanese schoolchild, of doing well at school, having enough of a social life that you're interacting yeah. with people, and doing anything else you're interested in as well, just trying to fit it all into this really small space of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems to be simulating that panic that yeah, every, um, is underlying everything. At that but time that's really stressful. Yeah, it is. I don't want to spend a hundred hours being stressed. <laughs> if I want to spend a hundred hours being stressed, I'd. I'd go to work for two and a half weeks you, <laughs> yeah yeah you no. get in, you'll get into a rhythm with it yeah. you'll start to go okay I want doing this boosts this stat I want to do more of this um, I'm going to do this on this day and you start getting into a routine with your thing yeah. like, okay when I get the dungeon come up I'm going to go to it this many times which means I need to reach this point every single yeah. time I go and you you learn a pattern yeah. that takes some of that yeah. pressure off it's like I've got a job yeah. And it's like, it's going to put down the days that you work at your job in your calendar. Mm-hmm. You pay it on every day. <laughs> it's like, so do I have to turn up every day? Because then I can't do any of the rest of the game. I don't know. It's also weird. The shops sell different items if it's raining. If you go yeah. shopping on a rainy day, they have like rainy day specials and yeah. they're better. Yeah. I don't get that. Is that a thing that happens in real shops? Possibly. I don't when know. When I ran a shop, I tried to maximise profit. I didn't keep the good shit for when the weather was weird. It might be a Japanese thing. Could be. Um, it's very strange. You know. And I don't like it. Stop <laughs> it. Sit. Sit, booby. The weather was an important aspect of Persona 4. I don't know. If it, it is an important aspect in this as it well. It's as just well. another complication that I can't be dealing with. <laughs> um, so it said that it makes the it makes the dungeon slightly harder. Yeah. But if you study on a rainy day, because there's not as much to distract you outside, yeah. you get more learning done. Yes. Yeah. And then it's been raining for like three days in a row. And I'm like, is the game trying to tell me something? I don't know. It's, I think it's partially random generated. Actually, no, I think the weather is predetermined mm. in the game. So it's to give you hints as to what you should yeah. potentially want to do or yeah. attract you to certain things potentially. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah. so if people out there have played Persona or would like to, to help me play Persona <laughs> and maybe stop me losing my mind, mm. feel free to come and join me on uh, on Twitch. I'll, uh, I would really appreciate it. And you can catch up the story so far. Yeah. Uh, we might do like an edited highlights video, but that's probably just bits of me swearing or <laughs> weird stuff that's happening. There's two things I'd like to say more about Persona and then I'm done. Okay. And again, this is from the beginning perspective. My favourite thing about the game is that there's a talking cat. Yeah. You make a friend. You find you find a, like a... Its persona is a humanoid cat. Okay. With a swashbuckler sword. <laughs> and you find it in the palace. Yeah. And it like becomes your guide. And then in the real world, it's a cat that can talk to you. Yeah. And it's just a cat. And it lives in your bag. Um... <laughs> And there's been some really cute moments because the guy that you kind of, you live above his shop, he like comes to tell you off for having a cat. And yeah. he's like, but it's so pretty. 
<laughs> and then he's like, have you named the cat? And you tell him the name that the cat has told you. Because to him, it's just meowing. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I wish I could have named the cat. <laughs> and it's been like some really touching moments around this cat. Yeah. The cat is sexually attracted to the woman in the cat suit. <laughs> right. And the cat's name is Morgana. Now, Morgana is a female name. It ends in an A. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I'm not being weird there, yeah, Morgana. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a boy. Okay. Cat also has amnesia. <laughs> right. So it, it thinks it was a person once, but it can't be sure. And it thinks it got lost and it got stuck in a cat form. Yeah. <laughs> it makes no sense. But the cat is my favourite thing about the game. <laughs> and I get really excited. And when you win a fight... Yeah. Uh, one of the things at the end of the fight is the characters kind of like run around yeah, and yeah. like run along a thing and you get some XP and items and, go, and, and yen not gold yen yeah. um, which is gold in Japanese good good, good tip yeah it's, it's bollocks but it's cool <laughs> um, it runs into the camera and then goes all cross-eyed and spins around yeah and then when you do your um, like super killer move you because um, you can like hold up the spirits and rob them or oh, okay. steal them and yeah, there's, there's yeah. some cool stuff you could do its eyes turn into stars and it makes me happy every time I see <laughs> it it's so cute yeah I don't need it to be sexually attracted to the woman no. but that doesn't help it's weird it's yeah. a little bit odd and I don't understand why it has both a feminine name Morgana and everyone has a nickname so the main character is Joker Ryuji your kind of punk friend is Skull um, and your friend Anne becomes Panther when she gets her sexy cat suit and her whip. Right. Uh, this thing is its its nickname, its code name is Mona, which is a woman's name. <laughs> like you could meet someone called Mona. You have yeah. the Mona Lisa. I, it, I, it's just a little thing, but it bugs me, <laughs> and it's ruining the thing I like the most about the game. So yeah, that's the thing. Okay. Fair enough. So I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I think I'm more interested in the story and where that's going than the RPG elements. Yeah. Which is why I'm getting frustrated with it. Fair enough, yeah. Because I just want to kind of complete the castle and move on to the next story, yeah, beat, yeah. perhaps. And I want to see what happens to this guy and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. And I'm enjoying the cat. I quite like the characters. I don't know how much I'm going to like them in another 90 hours, whether they've got enough depth to them. Because mm-hmm. they grab your, your interest straight away. But do they have enough development to, to carry on? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I'm going to try to finish the whole thing. <laughs> Brave uh, final words. Um, I, I worked out my current rate... <laughs> Uh, one two three I reckon I can play sort of ten hours a week on Twitch yeah Um, anything more than that it becomes like a job I'm playing it for fun you know the first and foremost thing I think is is to have fun with it I just thought I'd be playing this game anyway so it's not share you know share it with our viewers share it with yeah yeah with well with with any fucker that'll watch really (laughs) Um, it is massive so it's going to take me quite a while Mm. um so yeah have a look yeah see what you think give me some feedback and come and have a chat it's nice to have people to chat to while you play games it's a bit weird um, to sit and play something for a hundred hours on your own that's quite a quite a hardcore lonely thing to do yeah yeah Um, and you know the cat's upset with me I need someone to talk to (laughs) that doesn't just go meow so it'd be cool yeah Cool. That kind of like I feel feel slightly bummed out now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So Persona Five, it's interesting. I'm yeah. enjoying it. 
but also it's starting to frustrate me slightly so it'll be, be interesting to see where it goes yeah yeah um, that's my honest assessment cool so yeah yeah hopefully you've enjoyed our, our trip back to uh, back to the land of video games let mm. us know if you have any of those indie video game recommendations yeah or like any like if there's if you've played something that's like a big game but surprised you was weird was a bit different yeah yeah or was particularly gripping you know maybe the latest Call of Duty is actually like really good yeah and is actually an introspective uh, development of the themes of the dehumanising aspect of war um, told through the lens of the post-traumatic stress of a survivor and I just haven't played it because I went oh it's just guns and that innit <laughs> um, and I've played it before then let us know that'd yeah. be cool yeah. um, and we'll have a play a new normal service will resume uh, next week we'll be back on something tabletop gaming Yeah, I think we're probably going to talk about video games about once a month I'm not going to commit us to doing so any more or any less Yeah, because we've found that if we set a really strict set schedule we end up kind of forcing ourselves to maybe play things where our heart's not in it yeah and then um, the talk becomes dispassionate and yeah so we're just going to kind of follow our whims yeah um, because as artists and content creators, we, uh, you know, I think what we do best is when we're excited about something. Yes. Um, and I am excited to play some more Malifaux. Uh I really enjoyed kicking your ass at Netrunner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. And I've got so many role play games to play <laughs> yeah. um, that, you know, it's actually difficult to fit everything in. It's easier with, with video games, I think, because we can kind of go away in our spare time away from each other. We can play games. Yeah, yeah. And it's something that we do anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, it's something we do to relax, and then we just come together and talk about what we've played. Yeah, yeah. Or we can sit together and play a new game together for an hour. Yeah. We don't need to get four of us together to play a big board game. Yeah. Or organise the whole group to do some role play. For, you know, role play games, I find it really hard to, to get to talk about because... To judge a campaign or to judge, you need to play multiple games. Yeah, yeah. We're still, I'm still waiting for us to play enough of The Sprawl to talk about The Sprawl. Mm. I really like The Sprawl. I'm really excited to talk about it and yeah. share it with people, but I need to play enough of it to give you a full, yeah, a full impression. Full, yeah, to be fair. Otherwise, I'll just be telling you what it is. I yeah, won't yeah. be giving you any insight. It's not good. Yeah. Yeah. So stick with us. Yeah. The yeah. channel's kind of changing at the moment. It's kind yeah. Of yeah. Up. Uh, but. I found that we're doing more stuff, even the vid the board game stuff. We've got more of that coming out because we're enthused by the other things we're doing as well, and it yeah. kind of rolls together. Yeah. Uh, so let us know your thoughts on that as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, what do you like? What do you not like? Yeah. Um, that'd be cool. Bit of feedback. Also, go on iTunes and give us a review. Cause yeah, because we get nothing from iTunes. Nothing, yeah, they don't. They don't tell us anything. We yeah. have one review on iTunes because someone I know clicked a button. Yay. But more would be nice. Yeah. Because we know some of you listen to us on iTunes, but we don't know how many. Yeah. We just know it happens. So, so. yeah, if you are, if you are iTunesing us, um, please, please give us an honest review. You know, yeah, we, yeah. We can yeah. take it. We're big boys now. Uh, we're both quite short, actually, aren't we? Yeah. We're men. We're men of the world. Grizzled, I'm quite rotund, though, to be fair. So. Grizzled beardy men. <laughs> no, we can, we can take it. But it'd be quite cool to, to see what, what people think. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So until next time. He's been Aaron Vinsky. And he's been Brian Innes. Uh, the cat has probably been in the background. Yeah. And we've been talking about video games. It's been a pleasure. Hopefully we will catch you again soon. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.